about to fill Pastor Shoes, amen, when he is gone. Praise the Lord. Brother Dale's got to open. And Brother Jonathan's got to lead. Brother Justin does the offering announcements. Brother Buford announcing. Audrey, of course, over the youth choir. Amen. I get to preach and dismiss. Amen. Big shoes to fill. Amen. We're thankful for our pastor and his wife. Can I get an amen to that? Glad they got to get away and get to renew. Amen. And recharge. Amen. Their batteries, maybe their marriage. I don't know that it was that the batteries were running down, but amen, that's what that is for, amen, to go and build and strengthen, amen. So thankful for times like that, that we have. Brother Justin gets to, to do it whenever he's up here, so I will. I get to announce, amen, this Wednesday will be my mine and my wife's 20-year anniversary of marriage, amen. <clears throat> now the catch is, she heard I was preaching tonight and didn't come. So, amen. No, brother, uh, my son, Grant, he started feeling bad just before we left, so she stayed home. Amen. But my wife is uh, a precious jewel to me. Amen. She has been, um, man, they say you're better half. Well, I don't know. She's like my better 80, 80, 90%. Amen. I love Sister Sharon. Not to mention, uh, after we got married, I realized real quick the, the sound of Mr. Keith Perryman has a nice ring to it. Amen. It's going to be a slow crowd, isn't it? It's going to be a slow crowd. You'll get it later. Amen. Why don't we go to the Word of God, Isaiah chapter 40. Looking forward to preaching to you tonight. Amen. I don't know that I'm going to roar or be loud or evangelistic or anything like that. I have felt something, amen, in my heart that I want to preach to you tonight that is going to be beneficial to each and every one of us and every Christian life, amen. Uh, those that try to serve and follow God, praise the Lord. These are important things to know. I'm going to preach to you tonight on this subject, redefining the weight. Redefining the weight. Why, why did I choose redefining? Because I have had to redefine the weight. Amen in my life. And that is W-A-I-T. Amen. Not, not the obvious weight, but W-A-I-T. Redefining the weight. Amen. I'll get some of you eventually. Isaiah chapter 40, beginning with verse 27. Amen. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my just claim is passed over by my God? Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, never faints nor is weary. Can you say thank you, Jesus? He is understanding. He is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. 
Can we pray together? Would you allow this just for a couple of seconds to become a little prayer meeting? God, open our hearts and our minds. Lord Jesus, as your word goes forth, as your presence and your power is here, would you allow us to surrender ourselves? And as we do, God, would you take over every part of our mind, our goals, our intentions, that for the next few moments, God, you have our undivided attention. And, oh, Lord Jesus, we want you to do the work that needs to be done. And everybody said in Jesus' name. Amen. While you are standing, please don't sit down. Uh, I saw news that our uh, beloved uh, brother Vickers lost his brother. Amen. And I think it would be appropriate that we pray. Amen. He is a member of our family, and this is his second brother that he has lost in six months. Amen. So why don't we lift him up right now? Lord Jesus, we want you to go, God, to the Vickers family. We want you to comfort and strengthen them, oh Lord. We want you to touch their hearts and minds. We want you, Lord, to run to their rescue tonight, oh God. Sometimes they may be weak and wondering, oh God, why? But Lord Jesus, we need you to step in and be that comfort and that peace that they need in this hour. And oh Lord, we know that your hand is long and you are quick, oh God, and faithful, Lord Jesus, to do the work that needs to be done. And everybody said in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. This scripture, amen, in Isaiah is the, I guess, conversation, if you will. It's the question and it is the answer given or the response given, amen, to a group, if you will allow me to say it like this, a group that is complaining that God has not seen them or heard them. Amen. This is Israel, the children of God, that are saying, you know, when we were in captivity and when we were in exile, uh, God looked over us. He just glanced over us. He didn't see us. He didn't hear us. He kind of turned a blind eye or a deaf ear. Amen. Why has he done that? And then the answer comes, amen, and it says, have you not heard have you not known amen that the Lord is four things that are listed the Lord is everlasting he is the creator he is unwearied and he is unsearchable that he amen is in charge of every avenue of our life amen that when they were wondering when we're in bondage when we're in slavery when we are in exile where was God hallelujah we waited to hear from him we waited to see him and yet we feel like he did not see us he did not hear us or he glanced over us he didn't take our needs seriously amen and the answer that tells them, amen, is saying that in, no matter what your circumstances were, no matter where you felt like you found you yourself, amen, in life, God was still in control, amen. The response is, have you not known and have you not heard that the Lord, the everlasting God, the creator, amen, the one that can reach every end of the world, amen, those ends of the world that we can't even imagine amen he stretched them out he is the creator praise God and I'm here to tell you tonight amen I cannot guarantee you healing praise God but I can still guarantee you I know the healer I can't guarantee you that you're going to find your way out tonight but what I can guarantee you is I know the way maker 
Hallelujah. I can't guarantee you that when you walk away from here, you're going to have every answer to every question that you may have. But one thing will remain the same. God is in control of every situation and circumstance in your life and in mine. Hallelujah. Can I get an amen? But there are those things in our life, amen, that we have to be careful because they can become distractors. They can become things, amen, that get our attention off of the main thing, amen. One of those things, and I'm not going to go into detail, but one of those things that can distract us and get our eyes off is when sickness, amen, comes to our life or sickness comes to our home. There's nothing more, amen, uh, uh, something, that, there's nothing that feels more bondage, amen, than when you are waiting for an answer, amen. Anybody ever had any tests done and it takes 6, 8, 10, 14 days before the results come and you feel handcuffed because you not only don't know the answer, amen, but you don't know what the answer is going to be. And if you and if you make the mistake, amen, of getting on WebMD and Googling your symptoms, amen, you are in trouble. Let me just warn you, praise God. Amen. So there is nothing, uh, I don't know that there is anything, amen, like sickness that when you have that chronic disease, when there is constantly pain in your body, constantly questions in your mind, uh, or even worse, I know for a parent, there is nothing worse than having a child, amen, that is sick or that is hurting and and you just want to fix everything. How many as parents have ever said, I'll just take the pain, just if you just give it to me, just I would take the sickness, I would take the pain. Brother Jonathan mentioned he would take a bullet, amen, for his family. I don't know that there is a parent here that would rather themselves go through it than their children have to go through it. But there are those moments where we feel like we are imprisoned, where we are helpless and hopeless, amen, that there is nothing that we can do. Another one, finances and jobs, amen. Can I get a Sunday night wave that somebody would say, when the bills come in but there's no money in the account, amen, and you just feel like there is nothing thing that you can do when you go to your family you tell them we're not going to be able to do this or Christmas is going to be a little short or we're going to have to cancel the vacation because the money is just not there amen these are things amen that are out of our control that become amen things that will feel make us feel like we are in bondage we are handcuffed we are helpless amen there is nothing more uh, 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 there may not be anything more uh, um, Binding, amen, than the actions and the behaviors of other people. Can I get an amen? You going to stay with me tonight? We cannot control the actions of others. We can't control their behaviors. We can't control their attitudes. And sometimes the way they treat us or the way they act or, or respond to certain things, amen. If you've ever had somebody in your family that was the troublemaker or that was suffering from an addiction or that was always causing problems for everybody and you wish that you could just lovingly wring their neck, amen. But you just can't do that because it wouldn't change anything. It wouldn't fix anything. It wouldn't help anything. Amen. You might feel better for a moment. Amen. But after that, the guilt will come in. Amen. And the consequences will be served. There is nothing more binding than these things. Can you imagine what it's like? And I'm sure we've all been there. When we've had those circumstances in our life, when the health was failing or the family member was troublesome. Amen. Or the finances or the jobs. And 
You guys can, can write the check, whatever you want. Whatever's in the blank, you can write it in. But there are those moments that we struggle with what's going on and we struggle with what is out of our control. Things that we wish we could just fix or wave the magic wand or say the magic words or, or, or just fix and control and do what needs to be done. Amen. But they are out of our control. There is nothing more binding than those things that we cannot control. Can I get an amen? So we wait. Remember we're talking about wait. We wait and we wonder and, and unfortunately many times we worry and we fret, hallelujah. And without asking the questions, maybe the questions never come out of our mouth or out of our heart, but we become like, oh, Jacob and oh, Israel, amen, where we start wondering, I've been sick for X amount of years. Why doesn't God heal me? I've been faithful. I, I, I've, been, I've been faithful to the house of God. I've served him all my life. Where is he when my job is running out and they're going to they're gonna ship our jobs off somewhere else or they're just going to cancel my position or the, the check isn't going to come where is God what is going and we find ourselves in that waiting period and we find ourselves wondering and it's in that hour and it's in those moments that the enemy will begin to whisper in your ear amen and he will take these circumstances amen to get our eyes focused inward and on ourselves everybody with me our enemy will take advantage of those moments, those hours, those circumstances, those situations in our life to get our eyes off of God and on ourself. He will try, if it's at all possible, to get us to throw a pity party. Hallelujah. He will try, amen, to not just try to get us to, to throw a pity party, but if he can get us busy trying to answer the questions ourselves if he can get us busy trying to come up with the answers on our own if he can get us busy saying I've got the uh, the, the resources I've got the means I've got the backup amen and he can get us running around trying to answer the questions trying to trying to to to, to earn or deserve the healing or earn or deserve the promotion amen if if the enemy can get us amen to either throw a pity party or get us busy focusing and working on self amen he can get our eyes and get ready for this he can get our our eyes off of the kingdom and off of eternity. Can I get an amen? Eternity, I, I believe it was uh, uh, Anthony Mangan that said whenever he was taking the church there in Alexandria, G.A. Mangan told him, keep eternity ever before them. I wish I'd have got a Sunday night eyebrow raise. You need to keep eternity ever before them. You and I have got to keep the kingdom and eternity ever before us. In everything that we do, in everything that we consider, in everything that we encounter, we've got to understand that eternity is constantly being weighed in the balances. That in everything that we consider, in everything we try to accomplish, every goal that we set, every star that we reach for, it's got to be with eternity on our minds. Amen. I know that we live life. I know that we walk through this life. I know we have families and jobs and education 
nations and all of that. I get it. But if we have all of those things and we've lost sight of the kingdom and of, of eternity, amen, we have lost out with God. Amen? Let me move on. Acts chapter 3. I want to I share with you this story because now I'm just going to tell you what I'm trying to do. I, I don't have any bombs to drop on you, any mysteries to solve. I'm just going to tell you what I'm trying to do. Now I want to talk to you about those that were in the New Testament, amen. And I was going to give you several examples, but I'm just going to give you the one, amen. That, that There were those, and we can apply this to every one of them, amen. There were those in the Bible, in the New Testament, and, and, and in, in the Old Testament as well. But in the New Testament is what we relate to at this point because we're supposed to be a part of the New Testament church. Can I get an amen? So it was Peter, praise God, and John that were headed, amen, to the temple. I want you to read it with me if you've got your Bible. If not, just listen closely. Acts chapter 3, beginning with verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, Look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what happened to him. Now, as the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the porch, which is called Solomon's, greatly amazed. So Peter, when he saw it, he responded to the people. Now, I want to stop here. Here's what happened. They weren't just amazed that the man that normally sat at the gate was now leaping and, and walking and running, amen. But this amazement that they're referring to is, they are, uh, the, that the word is referring to is, they were amazed that Peter and John were a part of it. I'm going to give you proof in just a second. Yes, they were amazed that it was him. Yes, they were amazed that it was the man that sat by the gate every day. They passed him every day as they walked in. But they were amazed, amen, that, that it was Peter and John, not for any other reason other than they were just looking at them like, like say somebody was out here uh, sitting it out on our porch and Sister Stacy comes walking up. And the next thing you know, that person that was in a wheelchair is running up the stairs and leaping and jumping here in the church. We're going to go, what happened, Stace? And she's going to say, well, I, I was walking up. He was in a wheelchair. I prayed for him. He grabbed him by the hand, lifted him up. He came, and we're going to go, man, Sister Stacy's on some kind of level. Right? Wouldn't we? I guarantee you everybody here that was sick or had a chronic disease would next want Stacy to lay hands on them and pray for them. That's how that works. Okay? Amen? And so Peter saw it. What? Their amazement. He responded to the people. Men of Israel... Why do you marvel at this? Or why look so intently at us as though by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? 
he, he was saying, hold on just a minute. What just happened here, and Peter goes on to talk about it was done in the name and in the power, uh, amen, of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And he said, the one that whenever he was uh, before Pilate, Pilate was about to wash his hands of him and let him go. But y'all cried and decided that you wanted a murderer instead. And we know that Peter goes on to preach the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ to them, amen. But he was quick to tell them whenever they were looking at him and saying in an amazement, Wondering what in the world just happened. He said, whoa, pump the brakes and back up. This wasn't done in our own power or by our own godliness. We didn't do anything to earn this power and ability. This power comes from the power of Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? Come with me again to Acts chapter 4. Same story, just a, just moving on in the story. And verse 5 says, and it came to pass on the next day. Remember, Peter has just preached to those that were in the temple that saw this. Amen. And then all of a sudden, the Pharisees and the Sanhedrin and all of them, they decided they wanted, amen, a court with Peter and John. And this is what happened. And it came to pass on the next day that their rulers, elders, and scribes, as well as Annas, the high priest, Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, and as many as were of the family of the high priest, were gathered together at Jerusalem and when they had set them in the midst Peter and John they asked by what power or by what name have you done this they want to know this lame man that is now walking and leaping by what name have you done it watch then Peter filled with the Holy Ghost said to them, rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means he has been made well. Watch, Peter is saying, so you're really putting us on the witness stand. You're bringing us to court. You're, 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 you're bringing some kind of, uh, of accusation against us that we did something good? Think about that. He's saying, all we've done is something good. And now you're bringing these accusations against us. Amen. He said, let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by this, by this, by him, this man stands here before you whole. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Cornerstone. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. What was all of that about? Amen. Peter and John were just doing good things. Peter and John were just being faithful to the house of God. Peter and John were just out doing what they thought was right. Hallelujah. And there were people, amen, that wanted to praise them for it, that wanted to give them accolades for it, that wanted to recognize them for it. And then there were others, amen, that decided that even though they were just doing good, even though they were just out doing a charitable things, hallelujah, they were just doing the will of Jesus, hallelujah, their leader, praise God, even though they were, they were going to imprison them. They wanted to throw them in jail. Can I tell you here today that whether you are being praised or you are being imprisoned, hallelujah, God is on your side and God is always with you. Can I tell you here today, just keep marching, just keep fighting, just keep battling, just keep moving, hallelujah. 
in this life, praise God. There are going to be those moments, amen, where we are not going to understand, where we're going to say, man, all we were doing was trying to do what we thought we were supposed to do, but people aren't going to understand. We're, they're just going to throw, you're going to have to throw your hands up and say, you know what, I'm just waiting on him. You know what, I'm just going to keep working. I'm just going to keep moving because they told him at the end of that conversation, they said, don't go around teaching that anymore. And Peter said, I'm going to listen to God more than I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to do what he says to do more than what you say to do. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you that if you are waiting, if you are still walking, if you are still fighting, hallelujah, God is on your side. Amen. Whether they're praising you or imprisoning you, God is with you. And sometimes you've got to just keep doing what you know to do. Amen. What's the common thread? Praise the Lord. Peter, in, in each instance, watch this. When somebody was praising him, his eyes were on the kingdom and his mind was on eternity. When they were threatening to imprison him, his eyes were on the kingdom and his mind was on eternity. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you today that if we will put the kingdom of God first, then the Bible tells us that everything else will be added to us. Don't put your worry in the things of this life. Don't put your concern in the things that are going on in your life right now. Hallelujah. If you are in that moment where you are still waiting you're still walking you're still working you're still fighting hallelujah do it with this do it with your eyes on the kingdom do it with your focus on what God wants you to do do it with your focus amen on accomplishing things for him and can I suggest to you this that in every step that you take in your mind and in your spirit your toes ought to be dangling over the edge of eternity that in everything that you consider you ought to consider eternity hallelujah redefining the way let me read to you Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31 again I want to read it to you in the amplified version amen Isaiah 40 and 31 I don't know if they will have it or not brother Mike was working on it I appreciate all the work that they do amen yes they got it he wrote it out for me amen they didn't have this version thank you brother Mike for your work Isaiah 40 and 31, verse 31. But those who wait for the Lord. Here's what's awesome. I suggest that if you never look at it, once in a while you look at the Amplified Version. It will help you. Amen. But those who wait for the Lord. Now look in those brackets. What the Amplified Version does is it will then give you a description or a definition or maybe some background or something that's going on in that. So right here they are defining what it means to wait for the Lord. Those who wait for the Lord are those who expect, look for, and hope in Him. Isn't that awesome? Those that wait for the Lord are not uh, in a position where they have arms folded and legs crossed. Amen. They are not waiting like they are in a waiting room, waiting for the doctor or the answer giver or the judge or the jury. They're not in a position where they are just waiting for something to come to them. These are folks that are waiting for the Lord. In other words, they are expecting, they are looking for, and they are hoping in Him. Watch. Will gain new strength and renew their power. Amen. 
the children of Israel at the beginning of this story, amen. Oh, Jacob, oh, Israel, amen. They were saying, where is God? How come he hasn't seen us? How come he hasn't heard us, amen? And the answer came, if you are waiting, amen, if you are looking and expecting and hoping in him, amen, you will eventually renew your strength and you will eventually recharge your power, renew your power, amen, in him. Oh, hallelujah. That if you're waiting for the Lord and you gain that strength, you will lift up their wings and rise up close to God like eagles rising toward the sun. Isn't that amazing? That they will, uh, uh, I don't, I'm not going to go into it, I'm not going to get into the, into the wildlife stuff, amen. But I've told you, anytime the Bible talks about trees or lions or animals, you guys have been around me long enough to know, I've told you, pay attention to that. If you'll study what it means to rise up like an eagle, if you'll study what it means that they, they, they don't just, amen, uh, get their feathers all ruffled and get old and all of that, they actually molt, they actually shed their feathers and they will come up with new feathers and and if you study it at at all if you just look it up a little bit you'll find out that they'll then rise with the currents and the warm updrafts amen in in the in the uh, in the atmosphere and they try to get closer up there where it's warmer and their feathers will dry amen this is telling us this scripture right here is telling us if you're waiting on the lord if you are looking for something if you're expecting something if your hope is reserved in him if you're waiting on him just know this, that one day you're going to rise up, hallelujah, that one day when you spread your wings and, and you get those new feathers, hallelujah, your job, your responsibility, your expectation is to rise and draw closer to him and get deeper with him, hallelujah. The eagles, hallelujah, praise God, would, would fly closer to the sun and it's us that we, when we are waiting on God, hallelujah, if we draw nigh to him, he will draw nigh to us. Amen? I'm talking about redefining your weight. See, a Christian and a child of God does not have to just sit there and wait for something to happen. We can look to him in our weakest hour, in our greatest struggle, in the, the, the most absent of things in this life. We can look and lean and depend on God. Can I get an amen? James said, draw nigh to God and he'll draw nigh to you. The race, amen, that we must run. The next scripture says they will run and not grow weary. Hallelujah. The race that we must run, we know that it is not a sprint, but it's a marathon. Amen. We know that it's going to require endurance. Hallelujah. But we don't just wait till the finish line comes to us. We don't just wait until the trophy comes to us. The Bible tells us that we've got to run. Amen. Even if it's a slow pace, even if it's just a jog. Hallelujah. We've got to keep running and we've got to keep enduring till the end. Amen. Waiting doesn't just mean folding your arms and crossing your legs. It means keep running. It means mounting up. Hallelujah. It means continuing to walk. 1 Corinthians 9.26, Paul said, I therefore so run, not as uncertainty, 
So fight I, not as one that beateth the air, hallelujah. Can I tell you this? Paul was saying there's a track that has been laid out. There is a course that has been given, that has been set before me. So when I run, I'm not just running with uncertainty. I'm not just running back and forth and like, my, like a chicken with its head cut off, looking for the answer, looking for the, hallelujah, the provision, praise God. He said, when I run, I'm going to get on track, I'm going to stay on course, and I'm going to keep going until the finish line. He said, when I fight, I'm fighting with a purpose and a goal. He says, I'm not a shadow boxer. I'm not just going to beat the air up. I'm not going to just swing at blank things. Paul was saying, when I throw this spiritual fist, I intend for it to land on the chin of my adversary, my enemy. Hallelujah. When I throw punches, I intend for them to do some damage. Can I get an amen? There is that encouragement there that Paul is giving to us that we don't have to just beat at nothing and flail our arms around and never have a goal. Nobody that ever trained a fighter would ever tell them, just go in there and throw windmill punches until the guy falls. They'd never say that, would they, Brother Steve? They give them a game plan. They give them directions. They, they study their adversary. They study their opponent. Amen. And they throw punches and beat the body. And, and they, they do things with a purpose, with an intent. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to encourage you that while you're waiting, don't question. Don't wonder why is God? Where is God? When will God? Don't wonder those things. Amen. Just know that whenever you come out of your corner that you can throw punches. You can throw kicks. You can put one step in front of the one foot in front of the other one step at a time one day at a time and I'm here to tell you if you'll keep doing that he'll renew your strength he'll renew your power hallelujah he will never leave you or forsake you can I get an amen we must walk by faith and not by sight James said in chapter 2 and the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed to him for righteousness, that he was called the friend of God. You see then how that by works a man is justified, and not by faith only. Likewise, also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she said, when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. So many times we make the mistake of saying we are waiting on God. And we, say, and we, and, and we, we make that out to mean I'm going to sit here and do nothing until he answers me. I'm guilty. I'm going to sit here and wait until he gives me a sign or a direction or a slap in the face or something, and we sit, and we wait, and we do nothing, and that turns into worry, and fret, fear, discouragement, disappointment, can I get an amen, anybody ever been there, am I, the only, am I just preaching to Keith Perryman tonight, we sit, and we wait, and it becomes discouragement, we, well, why didn't God, or where is God, or when will God, meanwhile, we have a job, we have a finish line, we have a goal, we have a kingdom, we have eternity, amen, that we can work toward and, 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 and run toward and fight for, amen. And if we'll just keep doing that, God, God, God will show up. 
Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, beginning with verse 33. Who through faith, now, we're, now how many knows Hebrews chapter 11 is the faith chapter, right? Come on, somebody, I'll close soon. Hebrews chapter 11 is the patriarchs and the matriarchs of faith. It's those that a man endured and they, they suffered hardships. And you can read Hebrews chapter 11, but this is the ending of that chapter, and it's describing some things. It says in verse 33, Who through faith subdued kingdoms, they worked righteousness, they obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, they turned to flight the armies of the aliens, women received their dead, raised to life again. Say, that's great stuff. But others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still others had trial of mockings and scourgings, yes, and of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, they were tempted, they were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains and dens and caves of the earth. Say, that's not so great. And all these having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. Can I, can I put that in, in different words? They were still waiting. They were still waiting for the promise. Let me finish the verse because it's, it, it needs to be finished. God, having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. They did all that they did, and they went through all that they went through, and they accomplished all that they accomplished while they were still waiting. Isn't that unbelievable? A child of God, amen, is, is, is known by certain things, by certain actions, behaviors, mindsets, amen. There are certain things like that that will serve as evidence for every Christian's life, and it will indicate to others that we are waiting. It'll show others what, by, by what we are doing, by how we are acting, by how we are behaving, by how we are talking, by what we are reaching for, amen. It will serve as evidence to others that those folks are waiting for Him. Not like this, not bulled up, not pouting, not dejected, not disappointed, not discouraged, not with a long face, hallelujah. Sometimes we got to turn the frown upside down and just keep working and pushing and fighting and running and walking and mounting up, hallelujah. Why? Because it lets others know we're waiting for him. We're waiting for the master. We're waiting for him to deliver and save and heal and provide, hallelujah. Can I get an amen? A child of God that is waiting, listen to this, is praying, is fasting, is reaching, is loving, working, believing, drawing, telling, studying, and maybe enduring, but still enduring. Amen? See, we, we've, I, maybe I, maybe I have just gotten this idea that when I'm waiting, I'm just waiting. But if we turn that word waiting into a verb, into an action word, amen, 
that waiting will bring promise and answer and provision. A child of God that's not waiting, watch this. I'm going to close in just a few minutes. I don't know what time it is, but I'll close. If our eyes are on the kingdom, and if our mind is on eternity, remember I mentioned our toes dangling off the edge of eternity. There are indicators that we aren't waiting on the Lord. And that's the life that has backed away from the edge of eternity, that has taken some comfort in this life and in this world and, and in the, the comforts of this life. And, and we have maybe, uh, maybe some of these circumstances have caused us to get self-centered, to get focused on self, to, to look at our flesh, to make sure our flesh is comfortable because no, we no longer have the feelings of the, of the absence and the gap in our spirit, amen. And we've backed away from the edge of eternity. That's the life that's no longer praying and fasting. That's the individual. And I'm not against education. I'm not against careers. I'm not against families. But that's the individual that is focused on their job, focused on their career, focused on their education. And they're never at prayer meeting. They're never pushing away from the table and fasting. You'll never find them, amen, without a dusty Bible because the cover is always closed. Amen. That's the individual that never teaches a Bible study, never brings anybody to church. These are not accusations. I'm trying to say you and I have got to redefine our waiting and turn that into I'm praying and I'm fasting and I'm reading and I'm reaching amen and I'm doing all that I can do and whenever I get weary whenever I get weak God is going to answer and provide and renew and build up and give to and provide the answer amen let's stand together I think it's interesting that verse 30 of Isaiah 40 before 31 says this, Even the youth shall faint and be weary. Even the young men shall utterly fall. Why the focus on youth, Brother Buford? Why the focus on the young man? Well, I've been guilty of asking one of my kids to do something. They say, why do I got to do it? Because I'm 40 and you're... 13 or 15. I don't think we've had that conversation recently. They kind of know now. But whenever they were younger, why do I got to, you know, when they were five, six, seven, why do I got to go downstairs? Well, because you're young. Your legs like to go down the stairs. Mine don't like to go down the stairs anymore. <laughs> Mine grumble and moan. We look to youth and, and, and the young men as they're, they're the strength. They're the symbol of strength. They're the strength, symbol of energy. They're the symbol of being able to carry heavy loads and all of that. The Bible tells us that even they will fall and fail. If in their waiting all they're doing is worrying. Am I, am I getting to anybody? If in their waiting all they're doing is wondering where? When? Why? He says, no, they that wait upon the Lord should be doing. Keep running, keep walking, keep mounting up. Why? Worry isn't going to get you your strength back. Fear 
discouragement, disappointment, all of those things, they're not going to get you your power renewed. You're not going to feel a renewal of power if you sit around and worry all day. Sometimes you got to say, you know what, Lord? I'm going to put this in your hands and I'm going to take comfort in the fact that it's out of my control. There's nothing I can do about it. It couldn't be in any better place than in your hands. My child that is lost couldn't be in any better hands than yours. My brother, my sister that's backslidden, God, I, I've talked to him. I've taught the Bible studies. I, I, I've reached out. I've lived the life. I've tried to encourage, but they just don't respond. God, while I'm waiting, I'm going to put them in your hands and I'm going to wait on you. You're the everlasting Father. You're the Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. You're the Creator. You're unsearchable. You're unwearied. The Bible tells us God doesn't sleep or slumber. He doesn't shut His eyes and take a nap from our problems. He knows everything that transpires in our body, in our mind, in our families, in our jobs, in our life. Amen? I'm wondering if there wasn't just a few people here tonight that have been waiting and you have found yourself, you thought in your mind, I'm growing weak from waiting. I'm getting weary from waiting. The standing still, the stationary, the stagnation, that will bring weakness. That will bring fear. That will bring weariness. I'm going to ask you tonight, if there's just, if, even if there's just a few, and maybe every one of us need to come, but at first I, I want to give you a chance first. If this message in any way has spoken to you and you have said, you know what, I have backed away from the edge a little bit, and I have felt myself getting tired, and I have felt myself questioning, I'm going to encourage you tonight as you make that step out of your place, you don't have to run. You don't have to mount up and fly down here. You don't have to do anything crazy. But maybe just one foot in front of the next. If you can just bring yourself to walk. God, I've been weak. God, I've been weary. God, I'm getting tired. There's one. One person will be honest right now. There's a second one that'll say, I've been waiting, God. I've been waiting. My body has been hurting. I've had sickness in my body and I've wondered, there's another that'll be honest and another. Here comes another one. Oh, hallelujah. Watch this, folks. God is going to start to rain down on these people and He's going to start to answer them. You know why they have decided, I'm going to take at least one step and I'm going to put one foot in front of the other. And God is going to renew my strength and God is going to renew the power that is within me. There's a fourth and a fifth and a sixth. I knew that there was somebody here tonight that has said, Lord, I've been waiting, but, but I've been doing it wrong. I've been sitting here with my arms folded, wondering why you haven't answered and why you haven't showed up. Oh, have you not known? And oh, have you not heard that God is the creator of all things? That God is all powerful and almighty and all seeing and all hearing and omniscient and omnipotent. Hallelujah. And omnipotent. 
omnipresent. He's in every avenue of your life. Is there anybody else that would come? Is there anyone else that would take that step, that would put one foot in front of the other? Hallelujah. And would lift your hands down here and allow God through His power and His presence. Hallelujah. That's it. I see folks that have tears running down their eyes. Some of you have decided that physically you didn't want to come, but in your spirit, you have begun to make a move toward Him. And in your heart and in your mind, you have decided that you're going to take that step. Oh, Lord, I've been...